It is the emergency situation. They don't even have enough money to feed the people in the country. How can the country think of the long-term investment? Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast, a podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at the impact of higher interest rates, rising inflation and a strong dollar on developing countries. The last few years have not been easy for the global economy. As countries emerge from COVID lockdown, the soaring demand overwhelms supply chains and transport networks still struggling with the disruptions of the pandemic. The impact of shortages and higher prices then got dramatically worse as the war in Ukraine brought fresh turmoil, not least a jump in the cost of food and energy. With inflation running high, the US Federal Reserve and other central banks have responded by raising interest rates sharply and rapidly. The US dollar has also strengthened against other currencies. For developing countries, this combination is a disaster. Just looking at wheat, higher prices and weaker currencies have more than doubled the import costs for Egypt, Pakistan, Peru and Thailand over the last two years. For Ethiopia, its wheat import bill is nearly three times bigger. Well, joining me now to explain all of this is Miho Shiratori's UNCTAD's Acting Director of the Division of International Trade and Commodities. Miho is an economist by profession and a historian by passion. Well, thank you for joining us, Miho. There are so many factors to consider. Let's start with food. Obviously, that's the important one. Now, why are developing countries suffering so severely from this strong US dollar and also these rising prices? Thank you, Sarah. You know that uh, we all know that this period, especially this year, the world is suffering from extreme high food prices because of this geographic conflicts. But this is not really the first time that the high food price actually hits the world. Between 2007 and 2008, there was a huge hike in the food price. Then also in 2010 and 2012, we had a global food crisis. This time, what is different is that it comes with the high food prices with a huge appreciation of US dollars. Why does it matter? Because a lot of agricultural commodities are exchanged, bought and sold using US dollars. Right. So people actually do require having the reserve of the dollars to buy food. They're paying not only the high food prices, but the nominal prices, which actually increases because dollars are more expensive. The special difficulty of this year is creating a double trouble to a lot of developing countries. Why are some countries and regions feeling the pressure more than others? And what countries are particularly at risk? The dependence on the food import varies from one country to another, but we are talking about a group of countries whose around 50% of the food consumption actually depends on imports. You know, you mentioned the countries like Egypt, Ethiopia, Peru, Pakistan. Especially in the case of wheat, the staple, they depend a lot on the imports 
and also the wheat price of the 2022 compared to 2020 increased by 86%, 89%. On top of that, their currencies depreciated against US dollars. So what it means is that if they try to import the same amount of wheat that they imported in 2020, they will have to pay nominal terms three times more. That means that... And they're not earning three times more. No, no, exactly. And then this amount of extra money that, for example, Egypt is going to pay is gigantic. A group of analysts of the Division on International Trade and Commodities came up and estimated that if Egypt wants to import the same amount as 2020 of wheat, extra amount is something like $3 billion dollars. Right. using the current exchange rate. And that's gigantic. Yeah. And we are talking about countries whose disposable income is not the same as those people in Europe or in the USA. So you can just think of the magnitude of the high food prices to local people in those countries. That's right. They, they don't have any luxuries to give up. No. We are talking about staples. We are not talking about the luxury food. Yeah. What are the realities for countries trying to feed their people and also invest in development. These are difficult choices. I honestly don't think that they do have the luxury of thinking of investing for the future at this moment, particularly on the productive side of the investment. It is that emergency situation. They don't even have enough money to feed the people in the country. How can the country think of the long-term investment? This is something where international community really comes in and support, not only the emergency relief, but for the middle to long-term investment, they should come and support to make sure that they're not going to get into another lost decade or lost two decades. So what do you see happening going into next year then? Could things get better or could they get even worse? You know, it is very, very difficult to predict, but uh, the signs that we see are not very, very good. So in terms of food, we have to prepare for the continuing difficulties in terms of high prices and perhaps like uneven distribution of food across countries. And what can be done to help developing countries cope then? It is important to pay attention to short-term response and the long-term cooperation. And at the same time, underlining situationally that many of them are suffering from the debt crisis. So the emergency support is very, very important, not only in terms of providing the food, like a World Food Program, but, you know, emergency cash relief, in a sense, given to the governments of developing countries. A very good proposal came from the Food and Agriculture Organization. It's called Food Import Financing Facility, which was really discussed at the General Assembly as well this year in the United Nations. This is really targeting the countries that have difficulties in having enough cash to buy food for this year, but also to have enough money to prepare for the purchase next year. IMF, World Bank, they all say that, yes, they acknowledge difficulties and they are ready to take actions. We just hope that these actions will be implemented as quickly as possible. It's important to look for the future as well. If these countries' so-called net food import in developing countries continue to depend on food import, 
then another crisis hits the world, there will be the similar situation. It's so important to increase the food production of these countries against the challenge of climate change, against the challenge of the lack of investment. This should be really the focus of international community support for the coming decade. Well, let's leave it here, Miho. Obviously, very important topic. Thank you to UNCTAD's Miho Shuratori for being this week's guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now.